Hello, 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 hello. Welcome to Ready, Set, Free podcast with your host, Kai Wilson, where I want you to be financially free, spiritually free, physically free, and mentally free. And thank you guys for returning. I'm so happy to have you here again with me this week. Um, we are still in Women's History Month. So this is, I believe, the final episode for Women's History Month. And I have another fabulous woman here with me. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, <laughs> I have today, my guest is Ms. Karen, Mrs. Karen Stiggers. Hi, Karen. Hi, Kai. Thank you for joining me today. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, okay. And before I do your formal intro, let me give one quick follow-up to last week because it's Thursday. The Evanston City Council vote was on Monday and then my page has been flooded with these posts and everything. So I'm going to give your intro, formal intro in just a minute, but let me tell everybody what happened as a follow-up to my last week guest, which was my sister, Cicely Fleming, um, the city City Council met, Evanston City Council met on Monday, this past Monday. I was um, present for the entire four, I think it was four hours of a Zoom meeting. So I was there for the four hours of the Zoom meeting. My opinion, it was somewhat of a shit show. You guys have seen me post that. Um, it was, in my opinion, it was handled pretty unprofessionally. So I have a lot of gripes. We had 62 people that signed up for public comments because there were so many comments that wanted to be made. They cut the time down. They were going to make it like 30 seconds or 45 seconds. They changed it to 60 seconds. So everybody got to speak for 60 seconds. Um, but in my opinion, it appears that I don't know why the city council even has public uh, minutes or time for the public to speak because it was totally disregarded. It just kind of was like an informality. They listened to everybody and they were like, they didn't even hardly acknowledge it. They were just like, okay, thank you for talking. And now let's vote. And the vote did pass. So Evanston reparations bill did pass. It is moving forward. It is not a reparations bill. It is a housing package. It is a housing grant. There's no cash money. It's only 16 people. But anyway, you heard the episode last week. Um, you can go back and listen to the whole 50 minutes, my sister explaining her stance. I'm proud of her for taking a stand. Um, she was outvoted eight to one, but uh, there's a lot of people now that are agreeing with her after they heard the details of the plan. And you can always go to my page or go to her page and you can see all the press because there's press everywhere. So anyway, just wanted to do that follow up was pretty important from last week's episode. But today we are moving back to um, finance, which last week was actually finance too. But this week we've got Karen here. I'm gonna tell you a little bit about Karen. So I've known Karen at least 10 years. Yeah. Seedless 10. So 10, no more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. About 12, 13 years, something mm -hmm. like that. Um, Karen is my sister in finance. You don't find these sisters in finance very often. So when I do find one, I have a mostly a natural attraction to them because this is not an industry that's usually dominated by women. Karen is the owner of Core Financial LLC. She is licensed just like I am in life and health and property and casualty. She also has an adjuster's license. She also has a real estate license. She's been doing all of this stuff for well over 10 years. Um, she has two degrees. I just found this out. She has one degree in finance and a degree in real estate, a degree, excuse me, in real estate. So um, I'm really excited to see that, Karen. I didn't know that. Um, <laughs> in insurance right now, her current focus is in life and health insurance. Um, she serves people of all ages, but right now she has a, a passion, a little bit more of a passion of serving people in the over 65 community. Um, she's been dealing with the senior healthcare market, which is very confusing. It's confusing when you're not a senior. So as you get older, I'm sure it's more con con um, confusing. And of course, we've heard millions of times before that seniors tend to be targets for lots of fraud. So thank you, Karen, for doing that. Um, 
Karen is what else was it here? Oh, realtor. Okay. So when we're sticking to the senior market, so in real estate, she also is passionate about helping seniors when they're ready to downsize. So you kind of one-stop shop for the seniors. Absolutely. So <laughs> I know we have a lot of people that listen to this podcast that are similar to me in age. I mean, I know we've got older and younger too, but we've got some seniors that I'm aware of because I know I've got a lot of my mom's friends. And then we got a lot of people in our age group. And I am officially in the sandwich generation because I have a young child who is only 10 and I have two parents that are aging. One is um, in complete need of medical of attention. And then I have another parent who's kind of self-sufficient, but still, you know, needs a little oversight and, and a little assistance. So I'm the sandwich generation. So hopefully this is going to be an episode that's kind of targeted at people in our age group and even seniors themselves to give them some assistance. So thank you very much. And I'm going to give you a second if you want to add to your bio or anything you want to say before we get started. Pretty much covered it. Um, that is, like you said, a, a growing passion or a passion of mine. Um, it's, it just hurts me to see people just take advantage of people and especially, especially the senior market. And it has been extremely worse this year. I think because of the pandemic, people aren't out and about. So I can literally be sitting with a client and their phone will ring about five or six times in our one hour period scamming them saying, I'm calling from Medicare. I'm calling from the social security office. I need your social because your Medicare plan isn't right. I mean, literally sitting there five or six calls. And then what I'll do is they'll just hand me the phone and I'll answer it. So they are really bad now. Um, So yes, we do definitely protect your mom and dad and let them, hey, just hang up the phone. You know how we always tell you people, that's not seniors. Don't give out your personal information. But sometimes they'll scare them when they say, I'm from Medicare or I'm from Social Security. First of all, they wouldn't call you. They'll send you a letter. So, yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. You know, so I don't deal with it on the medical side as much, but obviously on my cryptocurrency side, I have the same thing. No mm-hmm. matter how many times I tell students and people new to cryptocurrency, okay. The scammers, once they know you're into it, this is what they're going to do. And people still contact me. Hey, I got an offer to do this. What do you think? Uh, I think just what I told you when you took the class. <laughs> do not I'll take any of those offers. They're all scams. So right. thank you. I appreciate you for doing this. So um, let's just start. So we're going to start in, in the area. I don't know. Do we want to start with as if we're talking to me or do you want to talk directly to seniors first? Um, doesn't matter. Let's go. Whatever you go. I'm, I'm on your show. All right. Well, um, <laughs> let's see. Okay. So we'll, we'll make this first section for the seniors. So, um, what do you, what would you say? What do you want to, other than don't take those calls and don't give out your social, what, um, advice or what would you say to a senior that is either coming up that they're going to be eligible for Medicare or, coming off of group plans or retirement or things like let's get just give me the steps okay what should they do I can tell you that because I'm just got off the phone with one okay (laughs) and she's my client from Indiana uh because I work in multiple states as well I'm from Mm -hmm. Indiana originally I didn't know that different yeah so I'm getting a lot of referrals this year so this I'll use her as an example she's 70 years old um so she at 65 if you've worked if you work for 10 years and paid into Medicare, that's the key, paid into Medicare, then with Medicare, you, let's start with the ABCs, but quickly. Medicare is part is mar, Medicare, part A, part B. What that means is if you've worked 10 years and paid into Medicare, when you turn 65, you will get a Medicare card. Part A, you don't pay for if you've worked 10 years and paid into Medicare. Part A covers hospital. So think of everything inpatient. Part of it is everything inpatient. Inpatient in a hospital, skilled nursing facility, hospice, that's part A. Part mm-hmm. B, that's what you do pay for monthly. And for 2021, that's $148.50 a month. That's the average. It can be higher if your income is higher. 
and the state can pay for it. It can be lower if your income is lower and your particular state will pay that Part B premium for you. Okay, so let me stop and ask. Well, let's go back one step here. You said Part A, as long as you've paid in for 10 years, you can have Part A free of charge. Is right, 40 credit hours or 10 years. Mm-hmm. 10 consecutive years or 10 years combined? Just 10 years, period. All right, right. all right. So you could have worked six, been off for 20 years, raising children, mm-hmm. went back to work for another six, and you got 12 years total. Yeah, okay. 10 years, 10, right. 10 years, right. 10 years from when you started working until now you're trying to get the benefit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And okay. some people don't know that. And it's it's really interesting. Like my aunt, she, she was an, at LAPD, she was a, a police officer at LAPD for 32 years. LAPD does not pay into Medicare. Oh, wow. So when she retired, she did not have 40, uh, 40 credits or 10 years. Luckily, she worked, you know, like part-time in her 20s you know, here and there, but she literally had to retire and go back to work part-time. So she went to work at Burlington, you know, just so she can get the other, you know, other two years she needed. And so she's a shopaholic. So that worked out perfect for her. She didn't need the money. She wanted those hours because if you don't have those 10 years, part A can cost you up to $457 a month. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. How did the police, how, how do employers have the option to not pay? I mean, I know certain, certain companies or certain counties, teachers in Georgia did not pay into Medicare. Right. But they, they have now, a specialized system. They mm-hmm. had their own health system and all that other stuff, their insurances. And I know they had like a specialized, but other companies that can't prove they have their own specialized program that will take you through retirement. They can opt to not. That's an option. Yep. It's an option. Wow, I didn't Even know like that. the post office, you have the, um, the, what they call the first system that's up until 1986. Mm-hmm. And then you have the, the new, I mean, the new system is first federal employees, something, something I can't remember offhand. And then you have the civil service. That's what's the old system. My husband is right in the middle of both. He started in a civil service and then they switched it to first. Civil service didn't pay into Medicare. Mm. So yeah, you have to, you know, then you have the railroad benefit. So that's a little bit different. They don't pay into Medicare. They have their own railroad retirement benefit. So yeah. Okay. So I'm going to let you finish, but I, I got a question. I'm going to come back to ask about that, but okay, go ahead. That's what I said. Well, that's why I said work 10 years and paid into Medicare. So look at your W-2, make sure that MED is in there because so if it's not, you know. What do people do? Okay. Then I'll ask the question now since we're here. Go ahead. Yeah. So, I mean, I know a lot of teachers and like I said, and I know teachers in at least four different states that I know very well, and they all have these specialized plan. We have the teacher retirement plan. We don't do 401k. We do, you know, they have all these separate plans. So if you are in a job that does not with, does not withhold, um, the Medicare, and you're with an employer that had a separate program and let's say you separate from them or whatever, I, you know, somehow you're not going to get the benefit. You don't do the full retirement right. plan or the 20 years or whatever. But if you get fired, you know, heaven forbid, unfortunately got terminated. Right. So. Exactly. Yeah. So they need to, if they don't get a job that is now withdrawing Medicare, what is the other option? What are, what is your suggestion? Pay for it when you turn 65. $450-something a month. Oh, so that's a budget item now. Now we know in your retirement, you need to have $400 a month to pay for But this. that's part A. You still got to pay for part B. Part oh B is $148.50. Oh. Right. So if you worked half of that five years and paid into Medicare, it's half. It's 200 and something. Oh, so you get some credit. Yeah. So okay. it's 40 credits hours, which adds, which is 10 years, like 40 hours a week. So that's 10 years, right? So if you work, if you got in there zero to 20, what, 19 hours, then it's 450 something, 21. Yeah. So it's kind of prorated. Yeah. So make sure. Right. My aunt had no idea that <laughs> she did not get Medicare. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll go ahead and finish. So we had the part A. We had that's the part, it, part B. A and part B. Part B is, is everything outside of the hospital. So that's your doctor visits. That is your, you know, x-rays, blood work, lab work, so emergency room, um, ambulance, just just think about that. So part A is inpatient, hospital. Part B is everything else. 
<laughs> outside. And that's what you pay, you know, that 148 for. And Medicare is 80-20. So just because you got that card, it doesn't pay 100%. Medicare pays 80% and you're responsible for the other 20%. Okay. You'll need a little cushion of money. Yeah, again, right. So, okay, you go to the doctor and the doctor primary care say 100 bucks. Okay, you can give them your Medicare card. Medicare pays $80, you pay 20, not bad. But what if you go into the hospital? <laughs> what if you need a surgery? Medicare is going to pay 80%. So now your bill is $100,000. Medicare is going to pay their $80,000. You're on the hook for $20,000. Again, how many people have $20,000? Right. So that's when they look at other alternatives, which is a Medicare Advantage plan or Medicare supplement. And that's why we know supplements. We know supplements. What's the, well, we can go over both. I just know supplement, of course, because I'm in the business. What's the advantage plan? Okay. Well, let's, let's do this. So when they turn to 65, they got an option. They get their book, their red, white, and blue Medicare and you book. And that's why I go over with the client. Okay. Ms. Jones, Ms. Wilson, you're now 65. Congratulations. You know, blah, blah, blah. I said, so you have two options. You know, you can go a Medicare advantage plan and a Medicare or Medicare supplement. Okay, the difference is a Medicare, we're trying to stop that 20%, right? Or pay as much as we can to that 20%. So let's say, assume that they've already paid 10 years in a Medicare. They don't have to worry about Part A. They have that Part B, 148.50. Let's say they're not on Medicaid, which is low income or anything like that. So somebody like you, you're not going to be on Medicaid. I already know that. So (laughs) Medicare supplement, that's going to run you, if you're turning 65, that'll be anywhere from about $130 to maybe $160, depending on what plan you choose, $120 to $160. Okay, so that'll take care of the 20% minus what they call um, your Part B excess charge or your, your Part B, your Part B deductible. So, your 148 that's not going anywhere. You're going to pay for your supplement. Just say $130 a month. Mm-hmm. You also need to get a prescription drug plan because we just talked about medical. Medicare is medical only. You need a PDP or a prescription drug plan. It doesn't matter if you don't take medications. I get that all the time too. I have clients that 70, 75. Now they're taking medications. They didn't take it back then. So they opt out of getting a, a Part D prescription drug plan. You have 63 days to get a prescription drug plan once you're on Medicare. If you do not, you will start incurring a penalty. And then a penalty will be with you for the rest of your life until you get a plan. Once you get a plan, the penalty dollar amount will stop accumulating, but you will pay that monthly penalty for the rest of your life. Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so the penalty is added to what? Where do they- it's, it's- it based on what the national average is per year of a prescription drug plan. But how do they, how are they sending you a separate invoice? Are they tacking it on to one of your other bills? Where? <laughs> when you decide to get a prescription drug plan, if you never get one, you never pay it. Oh my goodness. But they assuming as we get older, something's going to happen. High blood pressure, you know, something's going to happen. So you're 65 and you say, I'm healthy. I got my own garden back here. I ain't getting no prescription drug plan. You know, I'm good. Okay. Now 75, 10 years later, uh uh-oh, blah, blah, blah. Something happened. Now you're getting a PDP. So you got 10 years worth of penalty. So an average prescription drug plan is $31.80. So they do 10% per month. Add that up. Yeah. 10%. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll multiply, multiply, multiply. So in 10 years, you know, it's a little calculation that you're doing the Medicare book. They got to call me to get all that extra. So I ain't telling you. Yes. In your Medicare. It's in your Medicare in your book. Okay. So we talking about plan A, which you may not have to pay if you have a year credit. Part A. Mm Part B, 100 and somewhere between 4850. $148.50. $148.50 okay. monthly. Then we talking about your PDP. Supplement. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't, I was going no. to. Oh, I, what you got to have. Right. PDP. Yeah. Right. You got to have that. So that can go anywhere from $13 a month. I think Humana has one that's like 13 bucks a month up to 150 a month. Again, so there's different carriers for all of these. It's different carriers. Right. And a PDP would determine 
the one I would suggest determine what you're taking, you know, okay, right. because that determines what you're taking. If you're not taking any medication, I'll be like, okay, cow, we get the $13 a month. Okay. So that way you got something, you got the cheapest one out there, but you're not sick. You're not taking any medications anyway, but you don't have that penalty. You know, so do they have just, open enrollment like next year? Can I change it to a different? Yep. Open enrollment is October 15th through December the 7th every okay. year. So we got those three and then we still have supplement or advantage. Exactly. But we got four parts. Exactly. And is dental in here or dent, this dental? Not on, or, on, not on the original Medicare side. Oh boy. So, okay. so the original <laughs> Medicare side is the part A, the part B that's medical only. No dental, no vision, no hearing. Well, you know, and that's my problem. I, I have a problem with the whole how they say medical. I don't know how my eyes are separate than my body. I don't understand how my teeth are separate than my body. I don't, I'm, I'm still mm -hmm. struggling with the concept of how they then chopped our human bodies up into pieces. Exactly. Well, they'll do a medical if it's related to an illness. I know, I know. So cataracts is in your part A, is in your medical because that's, medical but yeah I, I know me and you both sitting here with four eyes exactly my eyes is on my body it's part of my body <laughs> it's part of my medical health my medical care all right anyway y'all don't want to hear me bitch and moan all day um, now I okay. suggest a I suggest a med suck for people that are like people like us that travel you know we may be in Georgia we may be in Africa maybe somewhere and we don't want to be stuck with the HMO or PPO plan and we got to use a certain set of doctors Right. So right. supplements are, are, I choose supplements for clients that for one can afford it because we're looking at what, almost 300 a month, right? Your 148 mm -hmm. plus your 130 for your supplement plus your prescription drugs. So you got to be able to have the three, you know, say $350 a month. You got to be able to afford it, first of all. And then if you don't want to be tied into any networks and all of that stuff, you know, I have clients that, hey, I live in Georgia, but I spend three months in California with my daughter. I'm retired. I spend you know, another two months in Texas with my son and my grandkids, you know, so they like to move around. So that's a good candidate for a supplement or a candidate is somebody that's really, really ill, you know, at 65, you know, something happened, you know, dialysis, whatever. So they cost, they go spend a lot of money going to see specialists and all of these people every single month. So you might as well pay $130 and they don't have to pay anything when you go to the doctor. Because that's taking care of the 20%. Did the Advantage plan take care of the 20% too? Mm -hmm. We ain't got um, that yet. Yeah, okay. the supplement well, would take supplement. care of, okay. Yeah, the supplement <laughs> would take care of the 20% minus the Part B deductible, which I believe is like $185. Okay. So what that means is if you purchase that supplement out of pocket, you would pay the first $185. You know, when you go to the doctor, like I used that example, it was a $20 copay that $20 and go into that $185. Once you meet that deductible, everything else is 100%. Hmm. When you go to the doctor, the hospital, surgery, lab, everything is 100%. Okay. So one is, I have explained it to clients, one is a pay now, one is a pay later. With a supplement, you're going to pay that $130 a month if you're sick or not. But if something happens after you paid that $185 deductible, everything's 100%. Okay. If you're healthy... Or if you can't afford a Medicare supplement, then clients choose a Medicare Advantage plan. Those usually don't have a premium. Some of them do. If you're in the rural areas, they have premiums on their plan, but most of them are zero premium. Now, you're still paying the 148. Remember, that's Medicare. That has nothing to do with the Advantage plan. So, so why, why not just add the Advantage into the, one of the plans if it's free? If it's well, you have to, it's a choice because you choose what plan you want, just like your health insurance. Now you choose what plan you want. So, well, I mean, I understand what you're saying, but okay. So the advantage is supposed to be the com competition to the supplement. It's an alternative, it's not an, a competition, but a free, right? But it's a free alternative. It's a zero premium. We cannot say free. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go with the legal jargon. It's, it's a zero premium plan, but they're different carriers. You got Aetna, Cigna, Blue Cross, okay. um, WellCare, Allwell. So how can I just send you a plan? You know, right. your doctors may not be in Humana. Your doctors are in the Aetna plan. Okay, okay. Your doctors okay. are in Blue Cross or Anthem. So, But clearly, 
the zero premium plan is not as robust as a supplement where you're going to pay? Well, yes and no. The zero premium plan is a pay later. So pay now is my, so listen, pay my uh, supplement is pay now. Like I said, right. pay $130 a month, uh, meet the deductible, everything is zero. You don't pay anything else. The Advantage plan is paid later. You don't pay anything per month, but you pay when you go to the doctor. It's a la carte. So my primary care may be $10, specialist, $40. MRI is $250 copay. Uh, inpatient hospital, $350 per day, days one through five. So you pay when you go. You don't pay anything per month, but you pay when you go. Okay, but got with it. those, come with some dental, you know, maybe $1,000 of dental in that plan. Uh, $250 torture glasses, free health membership, silver sneakers, which you can go to LA Fitness, Planet Fitness, um, some over-the-counter items you can order that's no charge, you know, like toothpaste, vitamins, things like that. Okay. So that's how the different insurance carriers try to make their plan more attractive. So, but with those plans, you have a maximum amount of pockets. Remember I said original Medicare, the reason why people don't want to stay on original Medicare because there's no stop loss. So it's 80-20. Medicare is going to cover their 80. You got to cover your 20. It could be $20. It could be $20,000. Mm-hmm. If you're on a Medicare Advantage plan, you have a stop loss. So that means that same example I gave you, they had hip surgery, blah, blah, blah. It was $20,000. The maximum out of pocket might be $6,000 or $7,000 on a Medicare Advantage plan. Okay. So you have a stop loss on there, but you do have to pay if you need it. Now, that may be just say you're healthy again, but you're not a big traveler and all of your doctors are in the network. You know, you pick the PPO, so you have a larger network, but you don't, you know, you don't travel as much. So it's like, well, shoot, why am I pay this $130 for this supplement and another 30 for prescription drugs? I can use that $160 a month on some Bitcoins. So that, I would do a zero premium plan and I got $10 if I go to primary care or $20. Or I can get a travel insurance plan if I'm going to take a trip all of a sudden this year. Oh, absolutely. And then just get the medical coverage through travel insurance. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what that Medicare Advantage is all in one. So it includes the prescription drugs. So now you don't have to pay for that separate premium as well. So that's usually middle income or lower income because they don't have that extra $160 after they're already paying $148 a month. So Karen, how long does it take you? I was able to get it pretty easily. First of all, I'm licensed, even though these aren't the products I I typically sell. How long does it take to have this um, presentation with a client so that they understand it? And we haven't even gone over numbers and all that. And, you know, for me, I'm a numbers girl as well. It's usually about an hour and a half at the most. Really? And they make the decision? They make the decision after an hour and a half or I've done the entire presentation because I've gotten that preliminary information up front. I've already okay. gotten their list of doctors and their prescriptions. Okay. I've already gotten that. So you're, so you're I'm doing, doing my due diligence. Right. right. I'm already searching all of that. And when I go see you, just like I sell a house, you told me your square footage, blah, blah, blah. We're gonna just like house hunters, we're gonna look at one, two, or three. Right. Because okay. there's no reason to look at 50 different things because these are the best. These are the best two for you. Okay. You know, so advantages, that's how it is. Same thing with supplements. That's the professional right there. You're not wasting mm-hmm. Karen's time. Look, give me your info. Yeah. When we get there, <laughs> we, this, this is the step. We're going to do one, two, and three. It should take about 60 minutes. I'm not mad. I, you know. I'm yeah. Mad. And then you go over the whole plan and their co-pays and I leave the information and they can always call me. You know, you see, I'm up all the time. So, all right. Yeah. yeah. And you that's the difference between a broker. Huh? <laughs> you know, you all talked me last night. You start going in and ear and out of ear. I was like, I'm about to fall asleep. Exactly. And that's why I like being a broker instead of being captive because, you know, <laughs> you right. get that one product to sell. But as a broker, I'm going to pick the best product for you because I can't. You know, I have seven, eight choices to choose from. So we're going to make sure that that's going to work best for you. And not saying that you don't, of course, but you can only work with what you what you have to work with. Exactly. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so that's the presentation. Now, what are the hints or what are the um, reminders or what do you want to tell now the people that are in our generation that may have older parents that they're going to need to assist, start assisting or are assisting? What are, you know, even with mom, I think it was my mom, we had the reminder that these dates are coming up. This has to be completed by this time. Like, I know you have to sign up. Well, you just said about the, um, <laughs> the uh, prescription drug, you got right. a timeline, but I know <laughs> almost all of it has a timeline, doesn't it? When yeah. you turn 62, 65 or whatever it is, you got to start yeah. doing stuff. Okay. So you have what's called your initial enrollment period. And that is a seven month window. Okay. So that is three months before you turn 65, the month that you turn 65 and three months after. Okay. That's your window where you can sign up for whatever plan you want. You can only make one choice during that time now. Now, if you want to change it, remember October 15th through December 7th, if you can change it every year and it's effective January 1 that following year. But that's your, what we call ICP window. So 90 days before you turn 65, you want to call Social Security and make sure they got you in the system that they're ready to send out your card. Your I was card. just going to ask that. Yeah. So usually Normally if you've been paying, they, it'll come automatically. If you've been paying say. into Medicare, but some people don't realize they changed addresses over the time and then they don't know what a card is. Like the young lady I was talking to that's 70. She got her part A card when mm -hmm. she turned 65, but because she was still working. Oh, that's another thing. Let me tell you. And that's her issue, but she got it worked out. Okay, once you turn 65, they're going to send you your card like three months before your birthday, and it's going to have part A and part B on there, and it's going to be a letter, welcome, blah, blah, blah. We're going to, and so if your birthday is April 1st, starting April 1st, they sent you the card in January. Mm -hmm. As of April 1st, we're going to take out $148 out of your thing, but you're still working, and your job is paying for your insurance. Mm -hmm. So on the back of the card, you flip it over and say, I don't want part B. Give me part A because I'm 65. I earned it, but I don't want you to take out this $148 because I got insurance with my employer. And where are they taking it out of? Your paycheck? They either they'll, if you're on Social Security or they'll send you a bill. Okay. Yeah. So they tell you your bill will be 148, you know, okay. whatever. So you tell them, hey, no, I'm still working. So send that card back and they'll send you a new card with part A only. So that's what this lady did. She went back to work, so now she's 70 and she doesn't have part B. But she didn't call Social Security a few months before she decided to retire to let them know that hey, I need you to send me a new card to have part B. So now she her insurance on her job stops in two days, or she's gonna have to get Cobra, which is seven eight hundred dollars because Medicare has to have time, you know, Social Security has time to put you on the thing. So to answer your question is when you think you're about to turn, when you're about to turn 65, or if you're still working past 65 and you're not paying for part B, give them a heads up at least 60 days in advance. So, you know, you don't have a lapse in coverage. Okay. This sounds like it's a lot for somebody to remember. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, you. Yeah. the problem ain't calling you. The problem is remembering you need to call. Yeah, like you said the woman this, now is 90 days before you turn 65, at least three months, two or three months before you turn 65. Okay. Right. Or if you're disabled, you can get Medicare at two years old. You know, if you've been disabled two years in one month, so that 25th month that you're on disability, they'll automatically send you a card as well. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, any um, you stopped to go back. Anything else you want to tell us? Uh, sandwich generation people about our parents and helping care for seniors? Um, yeah, it's like I said, if, if they are seniors, you first you want to make sure they're in the right plan because again, they could have had a 1-800 number, you know, somebody could have called them and a lot of our seniors based on their girlfriend, which you got Blue Cross or I want Blue Cross or my husband has Humana, I want Humana. I have so many husband and wives that are on two totally different plans. It's not like group insurance where you, he got Kaiser, everybody got Kaiser. Mm -hmm. No, these are individual plans and they're based on your doctors and your prescriptions. So I only have one couple that have the same plan. Everybody's because mm -hmm. the wife takes this medication and the husband. So even if you're taking care of mom and dad, 
get with someone to go over their plan to make sure that they're in the right plan. You know, if you don't know how to do the research yourself, make sure they're in the right medical plan. Also find out based on their income, if they qualify for what's called extra help. So extra help means additional help on your prescription drugs. So if their income is under $1,500 and every state is different based on what their income is, apply for extra help. That will reduce their prescription drugs dramatically. I talked with my client today, one of her prescriptions is $70, I mean $100 a month. And the other ones have gone down to like $35 a month, but she's still paying over $300 a month for her prescriptions. And then when she gets into what's called the coverage gap, that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> They're like $600 a month. But unfortunately, she doesn't qualify for extra help because her income is too high. But you still want to ask those questions. So if she qualified for extra help, those prescriptions would go down to $8. Jeez. Yeah, $8. Universal, universal health care. Yeah, $8. <laughs> that's, that's the key word here. Universal health care is yeah. where we needed. This is so much. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's ridiculous. She's retired and she's spending almost, you know, four or $500 a month on prescriptions. I mean, just understanding this, I'm a licensed insurance agent. I have as many years experience as you do. And so I'm following along pretty well. I'm younger, I'm licensed and I have experience and I'm still asking questions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We want somebody who is a senior. Yeah, and then I tell them also, pharmacies charge different amounts. So don't get stuck if you with your mom or whoever, don't get stuck with the neighborhood pharmacy. If they're on a Medicare Advantage plan, you want to make sure that that pharmacy you're going to is a preferred pharmacy because they have preferred prices and standard prices. So just like last year, might be a year and a half, uh, CVS bought Aetna. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, Walgreens used to be Aetna's preferred pharmacy. Of course, they're not now because they're owned by CVS. So if your mom been going to Walgreens and she's on Aetna, she's paying double the price for her prescriptions. You need to switch her hand over to CVS. But if you don't know that, you know, the senior so used to going to Walgreens, they could save half the cost if they switch it over to CVS or Publix or something like that. Okay. And then the last thing on that, also call these companies and say, hey, I can't afford this. Can you send me some samples? Can you send me some, you know, blah, blah, blah. And a lot of them would do that as well. When you go to the doctor, they got some of that stuff too. Remember pharmaceutical reps? Come and bring all that medicine. Hey, I can't afford this. I remember I had a doctor in um, Vegas, I'll tell you, because I, I just thought about him recently. So I had a doctor in Vegas. He was a great doctor. He was excellent. But um at one point I was, it was low blood pressure. Imagine that I had Cela, I had high blood pressure, but before I had a child, I had low blood pressure. So I remember going to see him one time and my blood pressure was just super, super low. Right. Uh -huh. So he was like, I'm not going to let you leave this office until I can get your blood pressure up. He's like, I don't want to send you to the hospital. You know, all your other vitals seem fine. You look fine, you know, and you're not complaining about, you know, are you lightheaded? He asked all these questions. I didn't even know what the problem was. So he wouldn't let me leave. Um, he was like, well, I'm just going to make you sit here for a while. And I'm just going to keep taking a look, blood pressure, you know, every 15, 20 minutes, see if we can get it to go down. But I remember at one point he took me, he was like, well, come, I, I want to try something. Or I don't remember what it was. I was young at this point. He takes me to this room. Now, I don't know if the room is like was it a old exam room that he converted over maybe a small office but he, he walks me in his building because he this is a private practice he walks me to this room he takes me in with him and he's got um shelves all around the room he's like had shelves built into the room all four walls filled with shelves it was like a little pharmacy it was filled with boxes and cases of drugs i mean oh. just boxes of stuff and I'm like what in the world and I said well what is this or and I asked some type of question and he said all those um samples when that the reps come and get he just had all the samples and so mm. he had just stacked them on shelves and um you know this is like I said we lived in Vegas so you had a lot of people that were not uh legal citizens and didn't have, you know, a lot of uh, daytime day works, day workers and things. So I would assume those were some of his clients or maybe seniors who just didn't mm -hmm. have, a, you know, a lot of coverage. 
So he would literally was running like a little pharmacy out of his building and he could do it. He's the doctor. Heck, he write the prescription. So it's not like he's doing well, it. Well, he couldn't because he wasn't supposed to be selling them doggone samples. Well, he wasn't selling them. He just gave them. He was giving them away. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. no, okay. just like instead of giving me the prescription and sending me to the pharmacy, he wrote out what I needed and then he gave it to me from right. his little closet. <laughs> so uh, it, it kind of shocked me. It shocked me because, um, you know, first of all, it was it was great humanity on his side to be providing these drugs for people who either couldn't afford them or didn't have right. insurance or whatever. Um, plus, it, whatever he gave me, I remember the reason he gave it to me is because he wanted me to try it. He's like, you know, I don't really think you have a low blood pressure real issue. Maybe it's just mm-hmm. a couple things. So, but um I just, I really admired him for being like, Hey, I have a and it's not going to cost you something else. I discovered, uh, I had another, an eye doctor once that had my daughter and I had bad allergies and there was a new drug that came out. She's like, okay, I want you to try this because your allergies are so bad. So she gave me these eye drops that work so good, but it was a small bottle. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna go buy some of these, you know, let me get them. So I, she made, she wrote the prescription. She gave it to me. I went to the um, pharmacy. First of all, my insurance didn't cover it because it was brand new. It was experimental and people wasn't covering it. And to buy it for cash, like the small bottle, the little sample bottle that she had given me was like a hundred dollars. But if you wanted a full size bottle, that's going to like last you through a month, it was $400 for that bottle. <laughs> I was like for, for some eye drops. Yeah. And it was made by um, Bausch and Lomb. It was a Bausch and Lomb product, mm-hmm. but it was a prescription allergy. And they wanted $400 for this one ounce little thing. Oh, I have several clients that's on um, medicine because of cataracts and eyesight and glaucoma. Yeah, those bottles are four to $500. So their co-pays are like $135. Okay, I went on, I went on the internet Mm-hmm. And I, I Googled the name of the drug and the manufacturer and, and one other person had a coupon. And so, you know, you had to be a little creative because they had a coupon for if you had insurance and they had a coupon if you didn't have insurance. Mm-hmm. And they offered these really great rates if you didn't, if have, you it. didn't have insurance. Uh-huh. I was like, Nate, this is a son of a, what mm-hmm. if I got insurance, but they say they're not covering it. That means I don't have insurance. Isn't it the same thing? But yeah, right. Or Canada. A lot of my clients that have those expensive drugs, they they order them from Canada. Look, all my and friends. That, all my yeah. friends that live in Detroit that drive over across the bridge. I talk about it all the time. Driving across mm-hmm. the bridge, they always mm-hmm. run across the bridge to get their drugs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all righty. Hopefully, well, let's see. you know, Biden can work on some things. You know, we know our health care needs an overhaul. Also, besides the insurance for your mom and dad, you know, for the seniors and your mom and dad, you want to take a look at um, any retirement that they have. Oh, yeah. You talked about this. OK. Um, yeah, because, you know, our generation, you know, has about 10 jobs, <laughs> but their generation may have had one or maybe had a couple, right. you know, so you want to talk with your parents to see you know, where their last employments were to see if they have any small pensions or 401ks at those different companies, because there are millions and millions of dollars that are just left with companies and with uh, financial firms that the people left and forgot, you know, it could have been a thousand dollars or $2,000, but if it's been invested, like you and I talk about over 20, 30 years, that $2,000 that they left back in 1985, you know, it could be 25,000. Mm-hmm. So check with your parents and um you know you probably know where they worked if you're their parents but you never know you know you want to always see if it's a money on the table so i wonder how long these pension companies or you know however they were investing these funds mm-hmm. how long they can hold them there before it gets sent to the state as unclaimed cash any idea exactly no well idea. if it's a pension it depends on that carrier because if it's a defined benefit you know plan, then, you know, it's their money. Um, But if it's a defined contribution, then it will stay with whatever brokerage house they had that money at. Okay. So that's the difference on that. So just check and see if mom and them had some money somewhere else is where it's life insurance policies. You know, we Mm -hmm. talked about that a little bit last night, you know, see what they have. Some of them are worth just junking them, getting the cash, especially if they have $10,000, $12,000 in their 
401k? Why is mom still paying $60 a month on a $5,000 life insurance policy? She didn't pay for it 12 times. Mm-hmm. Get rid of that. Put the cash to the side for the better. Go ahead and do the pre-need, pay for the whole funeral now, you know, open and close. And, you know, you can do all of that now. Right. And that's right. just another debt, you know, another bill that your parents don't have to pay that they probably totally forgot about. So I was talking uh-huh. to a friend of mine not too long ago, his father passed away. <laughs> He's trying to mm-hmm. find the life insurance policy. He's like, I'm pretty sure he had one, but he doesn't know how to find the life insurance policy. So Mm-hmm. Um, everybody, could you, it'd be best if you can to write these things down, have these things documented someplace, um, because it, it becomes difficult to find life insurance policies because if it was, especially if it was not an employer-based policy or funded or sponsored policy, um, you literally would have to call everywhere and just ask. And there's too many life insurance companies to be calling around like that. So, Um, The one trick that I was given, suggested to give to the individual is check their bank statements. If it's a policy that they're still paying for or, um, you know, it's still active payments, you may be able to find the line items on their um, statements, on their bank statements. Right. But otherwise, there is no central database that you can just run somebody's name through and say, oh, yeah, they got life insurance, all these different places. It doesn't exist. That's true. And, um, and again, real estate, if they're deciding to move in with you, you know, or move into a, a 50 plus community, um, you know, and take care of that real estate. And then if they have a property gain tax, which I'm sure because they probably paid the house off or close to it, you know, it's just like you said, that sandwich generation, all of those different affairs. So if you can get someone that can handle all of that, you know, that's great. That's that person you can trust or your mom and dad can trust. Mm-hmm. You may have to have a separate real estate agent, a separate insurance agent, but you know, they're going to, my clients know I'm going to take care of them. You know, we know in insurance, if you get, you know, two or more policies from that client, that's going to be your client for life. So that's what I do. I know what I'm doing, you know, and the stuff that I don't know, I partner. I don't do property and casualty anymore. Call Kai, you know, so I stay in my lane. I know what I'm doing. You know, so I'm gonna make sure all of that's taken care of. So it'd be surprised if you have to be the one to take care of your parents. So now you have their health insurance taken care of. You got a cushion because you're taking care of their 401ks or whatever they had. And then you sold their house, you know, and that money can go toward, you know, whatever. If they're still independent living, they can get a small rent somewhere or, you know, 55 community or, you know, that money could be used to add a wing to your home if you have a home. You know, and they have their in-law suite already built with their custom kitchenette. You know, so it's some things to be done, just being creative and knowing where all of those pieces are. Yeah. And, you know, bless my sister's heart because she, both of my, our parents are in Evanston with her right now. Okay. And so, yeah, my dad is living, you know, he, he needs full-time care mm-hmm. and, and it's not heavy care, but he, he just needs, he needs somebody, he needs to be around someone full-time. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it was kind of the better fit for her because she's got more people in the household. You know, she's got mm-hmm. much, you know, more than double my household. Plus right. that's our hometown. All his siblings are there. All of, you know, majority of our relatives are there. So it's mm-hmm. just a lot of extra help. And then of course my mother, who she's able to live on her own in senior, you know, in a senior facility, senior housing. Um, but you know, she still needs somebody just around to be checking on her every now and then, and, you know, double checking stuff. So. Oh, so she's in senior housing yeah. now? Yeah, so okay. she's just in a senior apartment building or whatever they call it. Okay. Yeah, I work a lot of those. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I have a lot of senior care people, people who, you know, you have all types of senior care to go into the house and do the senior care. It's just all kinds of programs. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, just try to see what your parent qualifies for. And if they do qualify for extra help or Medicaid, go ahead and apply for it because those are just more resources. The the plans are richer, you know, zero co-pays, you know, for doctor care. A lot of them have three or $4,000 worth of dental in them, you know, so much richer programs. If, right. You know, your income is less. So I handle everybody. And I know we talked about seniors, but if you're breathing, I got you. <laughs> you need, tell, you need. <laughs> Take this minute and tell everybody what you offer, what you sell, how to find you, 
go ahead. This show, this show, okay. go for it. Well, as she said again, my company is Core Financial. My name is Karen Stiggers. I'm a licensed agent specializing in life and health insurance and ancillary products, as well as a realtor. Um, been in real estate actually, gosh, since 1987. Wow. So 30 plus years in Chicago. I was an appraiser for 20 years in Chicago. Um, so yeah, those those are my life. Um, finance. That's I've been self-employed, a business owner my entire life. So I had to learn how to save, how to invest, and just love what I do because to me, that's no greater thing that you can wake up and help people and get compensated for it. So it's a win-win. So the Affordable Care Act right now is open. I work with the under 65 group, which is the regular health insurance or the Affordable Care Act. Um, that has been ex the open enrollment, uh, President Biden extended it till May the 15th, but we just got an email yesterday that has now been extended till August the 15th. So if you need health insurance, please let me know. I can help you. Um, I'm not licensed in every state. It's Indiana, Alabama, Georgia, Mississippi. Um, but I can assist you with your health insurance. Again, you don't have to be a senior as well as, you know, the seniors as well. And real estate. I'm an investor. I'm a, you know, I work with new construction. I work with veterans. So first-time home buyers, there's a lot of programs here in Atlanta. They have what's called Renew Atlanta. So if you purchase in certain districts, you can get additional funding um, for that as well. So mm, I'm here. I got you. Oh, my phone number is 404-246-9493. Again, it's 404-246-9493. And my email is corefinancialgroup at outlook.com. So that's C-O-R-E-F-I-N-A-N-C-I-A-L-G-R-O-U-P at outlook.com. All right. Thank you, Karen. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Karen. I learned a whole lot. <laughs> I mean, I haven't taken a life health exam in so long. I haven't really even, so, you know, I help people, like I said, I've helped people with the um, ADA policies before. Mm -hmm. That's just because, you know, anybody can go online to do it. So I just help people do that just pretty quick. Right. Oh, I'm glad you mentioned that. If you got any agents that listen to your podcast, if they need their CE credits, I have a school now as well, Core Financial. So they can get their CE hours with me as well. Girl, you is the one-stop shop for real. I want to grow up and be like Karen. Really? Sister yeah, Karen. life and health, PNC. I got you. I get your hours, your 24 hours. Life and health, PNC, real estate, licensing. Girl, that's everything. Karen is the star. Hey, I'm just working it. Just working it, honey. All right. Well, I appreciate you so much. Thank you. All right. This has been another episode of Ready, Set, Free podcast with your host, Kai Wilson. Thank you for joining us. Bye-bye.